This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly sponsored by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. As a city supporter, we know you value delivery, and McDelivery is up there with the very best. You'll always be winning with McDelivery because just like Kevin De Bruyne, McDelivery puts your order right on a plate. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered as well. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for you tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, by the way, speaking of British um, food and drink, what the fuck have they done to the LucasAid bottles? Why is half of it now gone? I have no idea. Odd. But it's not even like, it's still, there's still a label there. It's half and half, but they've still got the plastic it's label. Like, on the you know, it's like half and half scars. It's like they just got rid of the away team. It's half and half. <laughs> After what's been a rocky week for City, the treble winning Blues will be hoping to get back on track when they face Wolves at Molyneux on Saturday afternoon. We'll take a look at what that fixture might entail during today's show while trying to cobble together what City's starting 11 will look like. It's Friday, the 29th of September. I'm Amos Murphy. I'm Adam Booker. And I'm Lee Bartley. And this is the City Report Podcast. It's here for good to win. It is a thrilling start for Manchester City. The fastest ever goal in an FA Cup final. 2023 is the City treble year. Welcome back, listeners. Um, quiet week at the office for us here at the City Report podcast. As I'm sure you can imagine, it's been, um, yeah, it's been one of them weeks. Luke, you and I weren't on the Newcastle review yesterday, so listeners go back and listen after today's show if you haven't already. But I guess 30 second debrief, what did you make of the performance? What did you make of the result? Are you that arsed? I mean, it's disappointing. It's not the end of the world, though. Um, I think someone said it perfectly in the group chat where wasn't the quarters meant to be when we're playing the Cup World Cup anyway? So yeah. we probably would have had to field a under-21s, under-18 side for that anyway. Um, bit disappointing because first half we controlled the game. I thought he played really well. And then second half didn't really turn up, which I suppose kind of got the, the Geordies all up for it. They, they enjoyed the night, which is always good. At least I didn't travel however many miles it was, 150 miles. And you did Amos, so unlucky. It was a good day. Um, Newcastle is a great city. Um, yeah, weather was 
horrendous. Storm Magnus uh, took a beating more than some of the City players, which I think has probably been the fallout from the match itself. I, I'm with you, Luke. I thought it was a totally adequate performance, all things considered. Obviously, it was a B team that put together a B team performance. And that first half from City, I remember going back at the concourse at half time thinking, the, the most frustrating part about that is not being ahead. Mm-hmm. I thought we'd be 2 0, 3 0 down at half time. I thought Newcastle would really come at us. But um, I guess the, the bit that's really grinded my gears, and I know you're the same with this, Adam, is the desire, it seems, from, from some people, and I'll, I'll sort of italicize that. It is a minority, a vocal minority, that feel the need to blame specific individuals. For, for me, my takeaway at full time was okay, that was frustrating. But basically, given the, the comments from Guardiola, it was being treated as a mid season friendly. It was another opportunity to get the, the minutes in the legs from the players who haven't been playing in the first part of the season. But it has to be someone's fault, doesn't it, Adam? It has to be Calvin Phillips's fault. It has to be Sergio Gomez's fault. I even saw some people blaming Rico Lewis. I mean, if you look at every single journalist who was at the game or watching the game, their match ratings, I think from I think even Andrew Detmer said this, and, and this is a worldwide first, by the way. Adam Booker, Amos Murphy, Andrew Detmer, yeah. all agreeing with something. Yeah, if you're, if you're on the, yeah, if you're on the opposite well. side. What's happening? If you're on the opposite <laughs> side of an argument where Amos, me, and Andrew all agree, you are absolutely in the wrong. Your opinion has no longer <laughs> become an opinion. It's a fact at that point. It's like the city Supreme Court. Um, and that is tongue-in-cheek, by the way. You know, Obviously, everyone's entitled to opinions, and, and we're not the be-all and end-all, but it, just the way our Speak opinions, obviously. Well, yeah, true. Um, diversify so often. But basically, you know, it felt like there had to be someone to blame for it. And City couldn't have just had an off day with the B-team players putting together a B-team performance. Yeah, uh, I, I said my piece on yesterday's episode. It's just boring at this point. Uh, it just It's where we are as a club now, the success that we've had. Um, and it's not even the success. It's, I don't even think it's the trophies. It's the, the Pep Guardiola era in which we've won these trophies with point, points tallies in the upper 90s where we, we, we taste defeat so infrequently that we've completely forgotten as a club and as a fan base. And again, like you said, I'm, this isn't, if you're offended by what I'm saying, it's because it's about you. If you're not, it's probably not about you. We just don't know how to cope anymore. A 1-0 loss away to a team that probably had a stronger lineup than ours, played a little bit better on the night, took their one chance. We didn't take our one chance. And the the fucking sky is falling. It's just honestly, it's just boring. Yeah, um, I I mean, I totally agree. I mean, um, Adam, you've had uh, verbals, let's say, on Twitter <laughs> with people who uh, fun, the funniest thing about that, and I'll let you sort of sign off before we get onto the football because I do want to move on. Um, but the funniest thing about that, the the people who it was aimed at so to speak, you know, Shady Adam doing indirects. But the people who you were speaking about were not the people getting offended by it. It was almost the people who were sort of um, saying that, I don't know, maybe City should evade criticism or something like that. I don't know. But it, it just felt like you, you've taken beatings from um, a few sides this week. So, um, yeah, fair play for hanging on in there and, and putting up a good fight. Yeah, I've had to call my mom like twice in the last 48 hours <laughs> <laughs> because uh, somebody named Foden fantastic has dm'd me to tell me that i'm not worth my salt mm, what am i what am yeah. i gonna do <laughs> oh no without without photon fantastic's approval <laughs> 
Um, yeah, Foden, fantastic. That she told. Um, right, okay. Let, let's put that behind us because it was it was a, a turbulent 24, 48 hours, as you mentioned. One of those moments where I'm just like, oh, for God's sake, do we do we really have to be doing this again? Um, the, and, and and I guess we are blessed. It should be known we are absolutely blessed. We're in such a privileged position to support this club. God knows what it's going to be like when Pep Guardiola leaves, whenever that that be, because it's just going to be a toxic war zone whenever we drop points, because it will happen more frequently. The manager won't be able to come up with these uh, answers to the conundrums that face him. And, and yeah, that will be one to watch. But lucky us, he's still in charge and he will be, um, barring, I don't know, a, a resignation between now and Saturday 3pm. Um, but Luke, let's move on to the Wolves game then. Do you, do you feel like there's a chance and having just said you know the game didn't matter blah 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 we do have to put it into context it's City's first defeat of the season they'd won six from six previously to that if you include the Super Cup which obviously was was on penalties it's seven from seven so do you feel there might be a chance that that defeat in Newcastle obviously patched up team whatever could knock City off stride a little bit and it may be a little bit of a slog against Wolves or do you think by the time Saturday afternoon rolls along it will just be one of those games City go out and win comfortably making a message and we all forget about what happened before it? Well, let's look at previous years when Man City have lost a game of football. What happens? We come back and win. <laughs> it's just the mentality. Um, it's, it's like sometimes when we get a loss in football at City, there's like a little click and then killer pep comes out. It's like when I think about it, like, People, a lot of people, a lot of American listeners probably won't be as into Dallas as I am. But when you play against someone like a in Price, who's best in the world, and you get a couple of legs against him, he'll just turn into a killer and he'll just absolutely destroy you. Same mm. with like Snooker when you're playing like the top dogs, they'll just click into play and they'll just absolutely win frame after frame. And it's the same with Man City of football. We we're a mentality machine at times, and I feel like when Walker comes back in, Harlan's going to come back in, Folden, Folden's going to come back in. We're just going to go through the paces and hopefully score lots of goals at Wolves. Um, if I was a Wolves fan looking at this game, I would be absolutely terrified at what's going to happen on Saturday. But they're going to go into it with no fear in the world. Why should they? They're near the bottom of the league. Everyone's backing against them, so they should play with no fear. So, hoping it's an end to game, but who knows really. I'm, I'm, I'm expecting us to win comfortably by two, three, if not four goals. You should think so. Um, you're right in, I'd say, if without knowing the, the the stats behind it, I'd say maybe 95% of City defeats lead on to a victory in the next game. Obviously, there's occasional times where it can start a mini losing streak. M- moreover, with City, I, I suspect it's probably more of a not winning streak than a, than a losing streak, where it is, you know, you lose one game, then you might draw the next and it might trundle over a week or two. But I guess, Adam, it, it, it's the start of... What is a, a, a kind of crucial week for City? Obviously, the game against Newcastle was a write-off for Pep Guardiola before the game, or as close to a write-off you can have as a professional manager. But you go into this Premier League match, which, no matter the opponent, is always a must-win for City, chasing the title, and obviously we know the margins at the top of the table. They go and play the hardest game of the Champions League group stage, and then they've got um, Arsenal away, which, as we know, last season was a battle between the two title challengers. So, before the October international break, which, yes, again, another one, how dismal, City kind of have to go and get free wins, don't they? Or at least free results if you include the Leipzig game, you know, a point in in the uh, Red Bull arena, or is it Rassen Bullen arena, whatever it goes under the UEFA name is. Um, you know, it, it, it's kind of an important week. 
It is. And it's interesting you you bring up the mentality of dealing with the Newcastle loss. And I actually think that the, the city players that'll be playing against Wolves, their their point to prove won't be after the Newcastle game. I think it'll actually be after Forest and what happened in the second half of that game. Mm. And kind of um reminding everybody that they are actually the I hate using this phrase, but they're the mentality monsters. Um and I think that there'll be a lot of, you know, pressure from within on themselves to to show up and say, no, there's a reason we won the treble. There's a reason we're, what, six wins mm-hmm. from six in the league so far. Um, but yeah, it is a big week. And, um, and I wonder, actually, I was thinking about this earlier, if I wonder if the, the game at Newcastle has maybe changed any of Pep's plans going into this week. And I wonder if there was specific players that maybe he thought he could play in Leipzig that maybe he won't now or vice versa. Um, you know, maybe Oscar Bob has made himself more of an option, whereas maybe Sergio Gomez hasn't. Um, so I think actually the most interesting thing about this little stretch of games is to see how much, now that the fixture list is getting a bit more brutal, to see how much the players that played at Newcastle are involved going forward. And that's not me saying they don't deserve to be or anything like Mm -hmm. that. Um, I just wonder how much that has affected Pep's opinions on what he can do going forward. And, um, you know, gone are the days when Jao Cancelo, Raheem Sterling, Gabriel Jesus, Riyad Mahrez are all sitting on the bench waiting to come in and and give rest to your Fodens and Grealishes and Walkers of the world. I mean, it's we don't have that type of squad anymore. That's you know a point that's been pounded home at this point. But um, it'll be really interesting to see how the squad is is shaken up after the game in Newcastle because I, I'm really curious to see if it's really affect affected Pep's you know options going forward. Yeah, it's certainly intriguing heading into this sort of mini stretch, um, especially without Rodri. Um, Luke, I think it was you earlier on in the week saying you can imagine Pep Guardiola sitting there in his drawing room over the next couple of days, over the next week or two, sort of trying to come up with a plan how best he does it. And I think, you know, as a manager, that's what, what he's paid for. Mm-hmm. Um, let's put it that way. I think there's some, some managers in world football, um, not to discredit their achievements, who aren't tacticians, but they, they have a fantastic knack of getting the best out of players man management etc I look at Carlo Ancelotti for example he's perfect Real Madrid manager because he knows how to handle egos but for Pep Guardiola in this situation he'll be he'll be relishing going to Wolves who by the way are in a truly abysmal form um I work with with a, a Wolves supporter season ticket holder goes home and away and I've never felt more sorry for a fella at the moment this is their run of fixture so far this season they obviously lost to United on the open day which we all agreed was was a bit of a travesty. They were they were better than United and deserved a point. Then got battered by Brian at home. They beat Everton. They then won against Blackpool in the League Cup. But since then, they are without a win. Crystal Palace lost three uh, two against Liverpool. Obviously, another game they played well in. Lost three one at home. They drew against Luton. They had they were down to ten men for most of that game. And then over the midweek League Cup fixtures, they lost to Ipswich Town, who were doing very well at the top mm-hmm. of the Championship, but you know still lower league oppositions. Um, Wolves are one of the worst teams in the Premier League this season. Is it a banana skin for City, or is it going to be a walkover? I mean, it's Pedro Neto. I think he's a danger man in at the moment. He's the one who's really mm-hmm. kind of setting up. He's really just kind of setting a league alight, really. He's playing like he should be in a Champions League club. And I feel like if he didn't have a few injuries over the past few years, he probably would be there. Um, but, I mean, Wolves have got him, so you, you won't complain, would you? 
They're a bit of a weird team at the moment, Wolves. Obviously, they're having a lot, a lot of problems behind the scenes. A lot, a lot of problems that are being reported about. Um, like people have destined them to go down. No, when I did my um, kind of season predictions, they were the first. I, I had them down as 20th. I had them lower than Luton. Mm, same. Um, same. I, I, was, it, I, I just think they're in like, disarray. Hope should, they should be looking at this game thinking this is the time to bounce back because it's it's no fear really. If they do get beat, mm-hmm. no one's going to report that way. No one's that bothered really. But if they do get even a point, I don't know, even have a spirited performance like they did against United and Liverpool, it can spark the season into life. Um, so it could could be something to have a bit of a banana skin about. But all I'm going to say is, if you're not captaining Harland for fantasy football this weekend, message me on Twitter before the game and tell me because if there's more than 10 people who are not captain Alan. Booker, <laughs> why are you... I'm actually not. That's mental. That is honestly the most mental I thing have ever. To f- I have to find ways to be different. I'm just a, a white bread, white <laughs> man hey, from America. Go. You know, I have to find a lane where I can be different from the rest. <laughs> well, I feel like it's not going to end very well for you. I feel like Harlan's got to be the captain because he's, he's had a midweek break. He's going to come in and he's going to just run ragged for 90 minutes and... I feel like he all he has to do is just run his heart out and he'll score two goals, yet alone even play well. So, just by default, just by default, yeah. It's it's, it's like we were saying. I was saying to my mates at, at the last home game, like he's gonna score here. You you just know he's gonna score. He's mm. he's not playing well. He's missing chances left, right, and center, but he's gonna score. Like he's just inevitable. It's like Thanos. I am inevitable. <laughs> that is Erling Haaland at the moment. Yeah, especially like you say, when he's not playing very well and he is having so many chances and, and missing them, but he's still on, what is it, seven goals for the Premier League season or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, finally then, before the break, Adam, City have a wonderful knack, don't they, of keeping bad managers in jobs. I think back to the, was it the second game after the World Cup break when Frank Lampard was you know destined to be sacked, coming to City, we've just come off the back of a, a game against Leeds United and you know starting to climb hopefully back up, back up the table, 1-1 draw. It wouldn't be sort of against the realms of possibility after a week of chaos, both you know on the pitch and offline as well. On uh, sorry, online in terms of the city fans and the discourse surrounding the club, for them to go to Molyneux, a team who have won one game so far this season, they've not they've not won at home. I don't even know if they've scored at home. I think they've got one or two goals at home to go and I don't know one one draw. I mean, I can see it, but I can see City dropping points in in most games. I think we could be playing Bedford Town, and, and I could see us dropping points. But you get where I'm coming from. Um, it would be it would be typical City to keep Gary O'Neill in a job. Yeah, yeah, it would. The only thing that makes me feel differently about that these days is the fact that the basis for this this iteration of City's success comes from defense, mm-hmm. whereas the kind of I don't know 2017 to almost 2021, 2022 was we'd lose the same game over and over, right? We'd have 20 odd scoring chances. The other team would take their one, one nil. You think of Brentford at home last year, you can think of multiple games against Wolves. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And I think that city don't lose games that way anymore. Like, I think you have to take the game to city to get anything out of it anymore because city are so solid in defense. And I think away from home city, are even better because there is a little bit more onus on the home team to to play just that bit more. Even if you are mm. bottom and can't win games at home, there, there will be onus on them to get the ball forward a little bit more than they would at the Etihad. So um, I'm not saying it's out of the realms of possibility. Anything is possible in the Premier League. But I think City are, are now set up far more the, than they were in the past to 
deal with teams that want to sit deep and counter attack. And Holland is the option to just loft a ball into them. And, um, you know, you've got the players like Kovacic and Nunez who can break the lines, whether it's with passing or with the ball at their feet. Um, so I don't have that same fear as much as I once did of, of city getting hit on the break and losing one nail in a game that they are the better team in. Um, that's famous last words of course, of course, but, um, that, that type of loss doesn't feel as possible anymore. And brave. Sorry, um, everybody. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, fingers crossed. Everything crossed. I look forward to returning to that on Monday morning. Um, speaking of returning to things, the worst segue you're about to hear, we'll be returning to the chat about Wolves after this short break. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The Etihad Stadium really is wonderful at this time of the season. And the same goes for McDelivery. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the City Report podcast. Hope you're having a wonderful Friday or whenever you're listening to this show. Um, If you haven't already, as always, please hit follow, subscribe. If you could as well, Instagram, if you're over on that platform, drop us a follow. We're hoping to get to 1,000 followers um, over the weekend, if that's possible. Right, okay, Luke, let's speak players and where we think they will play for Manchester City. Because I imagine, looking at the bench from the game against Newcastle, the majority of those players will be coming back into play. You know, Erling Haaland, Kyle Walker, Ruben Diaz, Edison. Um Micah Hamilton. Now, hands up, Ed, actually, before we go on, hands up if you've ever heard of this fellow before, because fair play if you have. I, I um, played football manager, mate. Um, okay. <laughs> so it's, a, bit un, it's okay. a little bit unfair. I have heard of him. He gets released there all the time, and it's a, it's a case you pick him up. Right? I have him captained in FPL this week. So. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Um, that, that, sound, that sounds scripted. I promise it wasn't. Um, it was just, we're just that funny. Um, Luke... <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm, this, this is so self-indulgent. I'm so sorry. It's all it's all ironic, um, <laughs> listeners. If you're in, um, but basically going back to the actual issue at hand, who do you see starting? Who do you see dropping out of the team from that game against Newcastle? Um, we'll go into the specifics head-to-heads in terms of who plays, who doesn't. But you know, general feeling: many changes, or do you think it might be some of those rotated players get another chance given the level of the opponent we're playing against? It's welcome to Pep Roulette, everybody. It's another weekend, another mm. Pep Roulette. It's what we love to play. Um, yeah, I can see many changes coming in, to be honest with you. I think there's a reason why you didn't bring on players like Harland um, and players like Walker, to be fair. I can see why you didn't bring them on. He's going to bring them straight back into the side. Probably Lewis, Lewis is going to drop out. Sergio Gomez will probably drop out. 
Uh, Calvin Phillips, I, I'd like him to get another game because I don't think he did that bad. He played okay. He wasn't good. He wasn't bad. He was just all right. I'd like him to get another goal, but I can see him trying to play with a bit of a control aspect. You're looking at a midfield. Probably Nunes is going to start, I reckon so. Um, bit, bit of bite there for him as well. If he dives on the floor this weekend to try and get someone sent off, I'm going to riot. He's going to see it happening. Um, but I, I, I think at this moment in time, there's only three players that I see are definite starters. And that's Edison, that's Haaland, and it's Alvarez. I feel like everyone else is a little bit sort of interchangeable. Like You can kind of see people coming out. Like For example, like Ake or Gavardio, you can see them both playing. You can see one playing. You can see neither playing. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's just one of them teams at this moment in time where we are very flexible. We've got players who play in multiple positions. That obviously works in our favour. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I can see definitely Haaland kind of starting. Probably Alvarez going to play just behind him. Um, Oscar Bob, I can see him dropping down to the bench. If he comes in, fair enough to him. He's earned it. But um, we'll have to see, won't we, Pep Roulette? I actually disagree a little on two points. I think that Alvarez isn't going to start, and I think Calvin Phillips will. Ooh, um, I like it. I've got Alvarez I in think, fantasy, so I might take him out after um, Booker's. <laughs> stick, stick Micah Hamilton in, you'll, you'll do great. Um, <laughs> Is he even, actually, that's a good question. Should we play Izzy on fantasy? That's, that's a good question. Um, on Alvarez, he's probably the least rested player in the squad at this moment. I, I can world football. <laughs> yeah, that, that too. Especially given the way that he plays, you know, in that that terrier like yeah. Tevez like way that he's mm-hmm. just head down, full sprint for ninety minutes. Um, he's got to rest somewhere. Um, I could probably see it being here. I think he'd be really useful in Leipzig because Leipzig are a team that play really energetic football, and I think Alvarez would do great in that game. And with Phillips. Um, I just, I feel like because Leipzig is on the horizon, this is probably the last game he's going to play in as far as like meaningful minutes that aren't off the bench. If there's a mm-hmm. chance to keep, keeping in mind, Kovacic is just coming back from injury. I know he played, I think, probably 70 minutes at Newcastle, but he's still coming back from injury. Um, you know, Pep, his comments after the, after the Newcastle game, sorry, about Phillips, he clearly thought he was fine. Um, and I think in a, in a game like this where we're probably going to have most of the ball, they don't score many goals. They don't do much at all. Um, I could see him starting. I, I think if he doesn't, it's probably telling. Um, but mm. I think if there's any game in the in the next couple of weeks, months, that isn't off the bench for Calvin Phillips, this is probably where those minutes are. Yeah, and, and I don't think that's to, to sort of take away from his own qualities, albeit limited, as some people are arguing, because his skill set isn't suited to Leipzig away. Um, we've seen them enough. We've seen them probably on a par with some Premier League teams over the last couple of years. And like you say, it's high energy. It's high. Uh, it's sort of um, quite a, a testing environment over in East Germany. And, and the same with North London, with the Emirates Stadium. You know, he, he isn't suited to games like that, just in the same way that, I don't know, Ruben, uh, Ruben D is probably suited to most games. But, you know, Rico Lewis or... Nathan Ake is more suited to games than Gavardio, just how it is a squad. And then 
I totally agree. I think if he isn't playing from the off against Wolves, then that probably is maybe one of the final uh, nails in his coffin as far as it goes in terms of being a useful member of the squad. And, and we'll have to wait and see. And I'm sure there'll be plenty of conclusions drawn either way. But just looking at some of his stats from the Newcastle game, which were obviously widely criticised by some, praised by others, but he completed over 100 passes. And against a, a low block like Wolverhampton Wanderers, I can see that being totally useful. Um, Kovacic, Nunes as well. You know, there's going to be plays there. You've obviously got with Nunes, though, the, the aspects of him returning to Wolves. And and I can tell, you know, he isn't going to be well-liked there, given the way he left. And Alvarez, again, has played so much football. So, again, it might be by default Calvin Phillips gets on the pitch. But um, I want to wrap before we go on on the on the, the most frustrating debate, it has to be said starting to pop up and it's Doku versus Grealish because God forbid Luke (laughs) God forbid you can have two players in your squad who complement each other's skill sets and offer two completely different things I mean who'd have thought the best team in the world would have that eh? so um, obviously we're not allowed to do that we we have to have one who is supremely better than the other and someone else who is just a a, a worthless bum Um, but it does beg the question doesn't it going into this game Grealish has just come back from injury he looked um, I think that probably describes his performance against Newcastle yeah. because he's coming back from injury. It is not a slight against Jack Grealish at all. We all love him here. But what, what do you expect to see against uh, Wolves? You've got Haaland. Is Foden going to be the man on the right, as he has been in recent weeks? That would then leave the left wing spot, Doku versus Grealish. Who are you going for, on your personal opinion, for the game against Wolves? I mean, Twitter think that Jeremy Doku's going to win the Ballon d'Or at the moment. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, Jeremy Doku's very, to be very fair, player. he might. <laughs> he might. <laughs> Probably won't. Um, if social media interactions are anything to go by, by the way, because his clips get numbers. If anyone yeah, wants true, an easy, true. an easy uh, viral tweet, just clip up him doing some brazy skill yeah. because you're going to get abs- you're going to get interactions off that. People loving him at the moment. I'm loving him. He's exciting and he's he's somewhat different that we've yeah. not had for a few years, which is very fun to have. Um, but yeah, Grealish is Grealish. He's he's been injured. Just leave him be. Like again, he didn't really do massively wrong. He was a bit of a oh, performance. It was a. It looked like a player who's been out for two or three weeks coming yeah, back from injury. It was. A, it was. A, which it was is a six, absolutely. Fine. It was a six out of ten performance, which is fine. Mm. I. Just get over yourself. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be a little bit more controversial because I feel like Adam's going to explode, and I feel like he's already <laughs> taken a lot of heat on Twitter. So let's not get more on him right now. Um, but yeah, no, I can... give me more. <laughs> if... I gained, I, ga- I gained followers, so clearly it's working for me. Look at you going all like, I like full on. I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm yeah, diving ascended. in. I'm diving into the dickhead role that I'm. Here comes Rory I'm Jennings. All them, all them club. Bellends and all them sort of stuff. There we go. I'll, I'll go, but I don't go like any of them. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'd like Doku to come back into the team just because Grealish, he's, he's not 100% fit. So just play Doku, get him running at him. Um, mm. Set the world alight. 3 0 at half time. Bring on Grealish and he'll control the game. And then you'll be able to see the two contrasting styles perfectly. But as I said many, many times on this podcast, stats don't always mean ball. Just because mm. someone doesn't score four goals doesn't mean they've had a bad game. So, get over yourself. He's not going to be the man who's going to have 14 take-ons and all successful, is he? He's not going to do that. He's going to come back. He's going to recycle possession. Um, just 
look at all the stats rather than look at the stats that make your point. God, I feel like Detmer. Oh, <laughs> I never thought I'd ever hear Luke Barsley tell people to look at all of the stats. You'll be coming out with expected goals and um, expected possession and expected all sorts in a minute. Um, but again, looking back at the fixture list, obviously we've got Arsenal, we've got Leipzig, and, and those are two games, especially away from home, Adam, where Grealish is is the guy. Obviously, he played so well against Arsenal last season, and, and going back to it, we'll preview Leipzig, but going back to it again, they are, they're a high-energy, high-energetic team. They're going to press. They're going to look to they're going to look to foul players, and that's what Grealish, you know, he earns them so fantastically well. So, personally speaking, I would go for Doku. Obviously, we saw him play so well against West Ham, who were probably stylistically speaking, although much better, similar to Wolves. Um, Doku for the left wing spot—is that something you can get behind, or do you do you want to do you want to piss anyone out more anyone else off before we cut <laughs> off the weekend? I'd love to, but I think I share the same opinion. Um, I think Doku plays against or should play against Wolves. I think he's really useful against a low block. I mean that that pace to be able to go mm. past somebody in in the flip of a switch um, is really really useful. And he seems a bit two footed. I don't remember that in the kind of scouting reports when we had signed him, but he mm. seems basically two footed, um, which is really really useful. So yeah, Grealish is a player that, like you said, those Leipzig games, those those Arsenal games where you don't want your opponent to see the ball because they are a danger to you. He is absolutely perfect. He'll hold on to the ball. He'll draw fouls. He'll win win free kicks, win set pieces. And people t- seem to act like, and I know I made comments about Grealish yesterday on, on the podcast, and I stand by it. He hasn't been very good this year. He, he hasn't come back from the summer in the same form that we saw him in um, you know, March, April, and May of last year. That's fine hopefully he gets back to that point uh, at some point this season. But um, he does bring a lot to City's attack. His ability to drive the ball at a a defense and draw two, three, four men out and slide it off to Foden, who's more creative, or slide it off to Alvarez, who's maybe more creative, is still extremely useful. We made the the whole hockey pass, the hockey assist comparison last year, that Grealish is often the pass before the pass because his ability to pull men out of positions. Um, but yeah, against Wolves, I think Doku is really useful. And if you do get a lead later in the game, Grealish is going to be very useful. But, um, in those high energy games where you don't want teams to get ahead of steam, Grealish is absolutely the perfect winger for City. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, like I said, they complement each other so well. And just a minor point, I think, with the in the era of five substitutes, there's less weight on the starting eleven because there, you know you do have more opportunities to play more players on the pitch throughout the game. So you can have a half and half. Just because Doku might start doesn't mean to say it's done for Grealish, or just because Grealish starts doesn't mean to say that Doku isn't useful. Vice versa. However, you want to look at it, you know, <laughs> a squad is a squad. All players are there to be of use, and I think that's probably to round off the week. The main takeaway we can say. One, one um, more thing. Adam, last we're, point, you know, yeah, go on. We're like less than 12 months behind when City fans were absolutely crying for having a more dynamic set of wingers. Were we not? When it <laughs> yeah. was when it was just Grealish and Mares, it was, oh, it's too slow. And when it was just, you know, Sané or Sterling or whatever, then there was no control. And it We've got what you bet. You all begged for it. All of you people with hashtag cheeky out in your fucking bios, you begged for it. And now we have it. And now you're fucking complaining that we have it. Is there anything that anybody could do to please you people? Or is winning trebles not enough? 
Uh, Luke, we're, we're going to have to go and put him in a box. Yeah, I think so, mate. Hey, should we book our flies over to the stage just to crank him? I think he needs a cuddle. Yeah, I need, yeah. A, I need a back rub. <laughs> <laughs> a back rub of hot chocolate and a city win, that'll do. Um, guys, thank you very much. Listeners, thank you very much. It's been a wonderful week. Plenty of talking points and here's for more of the same next week, although more positivity, hopefully. Um, if you haven't already, subscribe. Until next time, we'll see you later. Make sure you're geared up for Man City's end-of-season running with McDelivery. Great food delivered right to your door. By using McDelivery, you won't miss a moment of City's crucial running, and just like Kevin De Bruyne, they deliver your order exactly where you want it. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants only, 18 and plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.